Catching up with the New South Wales SES Southern Zone Incident Controller, Barry Griffiths, about what's going on around the Murrumbidgee. G'day, Barry. G'day, Lee. How are you going? Very well, mate. Uh, what's happened overnight? Yeah, so overnight, looks like the, uh, the Murrumbidgee River has just slowed slightly. The, the water's moving into some of the, uh, the creeks and just being, being absorbed by uh, some flood storage, which is good in terms of preparation. Um, overnight, the Bureau uh, updated its uh, flood forecast to have the uh, peak of nine metres move through Wagga uh, early Monday morning now. So it's still a period of darkness tomorrow night. Uh, sorry, tonight. But um, that the peak nine metres hasn't changed. Uh, we're going to continue to conduct preparations and, and look at that <coughs> excuse me, analysis um, from, uh, from the Bureau this morning and then continue to update the community at one o'clock uh, this afternoon. So one o'clock meeting, uh, where's that being held at? Uh, that'll be held at the uh, North Wagga Community Hall. Uh, for those residents that have been identified in the uh, the low-lying areas of, of Wagga. Very good. Now, you said uh, nine metres is the trigger for people if they do need to evacuate. That's when the order will come through. Going the other way, how low will it need to get before people are allowed back in? Uh, so that's something that we'll assess uh, on Monday. We Basically, we'll put a, a helicopter up first thing Monday morning and see where and what the flooding effects are. Um, and our intent, as soon as we can identify areas that are safe for people to return to our intent to um, to bring people back in. Uh, we're not anticipating at these levels a large amount of, of property damage. Um, this, you know, if, if we do go to a point of evacuation, um, we're going to be doing it basically on the, the premise that people are going to be cut off on a, a what's considered a low flood island, um, which is a, a fairly unsafe condition to have in these sorts of environments. So, um, you know, the next 24 hours will be fairly crucial, but uh, we said last night that the you know, our priority is to, to keep people safe, but at the same time, you know, if people can be let back into their properties as soon as possible, it's our intent to do so. Outstanding. Mate, uh, Gundagai, the peak has now passed there. What have we seen in Gundagai? Yeah, so we've just seen some um, some reasonable damage to uh, to roads and then uh, due to the preparation that Gundagai's made over the years, like they're, they're a fairly resilient community up there, um, moving caravan parks, some slight damage to, to property. I think we saw some... Um, like look like fishing sheds or something along along the river. Um, but the overflight we had yesterday, um, most of the properties that have been inundated uh, are reasonably prepared for flooding. Uh, so we're not anticipating uh, all that much. The golf club um, and the section um, Gundagai and that, that middle plain bit there between North and South Gundagai um, has been um, inundated with water pretty comprehensively. So there will be some damage to the sporting fields and that sort of thing. But in terms of, you know... Um, the rest of the impact to the community, other than um, a, uh, an inability to, then to, to use some of the roads at the moment, it's been quite light. Further downstream from Wagga, are there any? Uh, is there any information or any idea of when and where that uh, flood's likely to hit? Uh, not at this stage. So, we, um, Narendra is looking like it'll it'll be affected at this stage um, around the Wednesday to Thursday mark. But that that was based off um, information we had yesterday, noting the peak is slow considerably over the last two days, that could push back into the weekend. Uh, so really, from downstream of Wagga, we're waiting for the peak to pass and then the Bureau will um, reassess and, and come up with better timelines for when that occurs. Um, we're starting our planning now in terms of resourcing um, the units down there and, and uh, getting community information out to that community will, will occur today and tomorrow um, for them to start to prepare. Um, we did get some messaging out yesterday and and some softer messaging to that community for that um, anybody who's downstream of Wagga, you know, really any prepar- preparation that they can do uh, at the moment would be um, would be wise. They will be affected 
um, if they're in low-lying areas at some point. Uh, so to start the preparation now, noting it's you know, got one day left of the weekend, yeah. um, and then we'll be um, providing further advice when we get that um, that accurate information through them. Outstanding. And just very quickly, a few roads and uh, bridges cut around the region. Any, Which of the major ones should we be avoiding? At uh, this stage, so what we're looking at is the Unoni Bridge at the moment uh, will get cut. There'll be parts of our road that will get cut overnight. Um, so that, that section of, uh, of Wagga is looking like it'll be affected. Um, parts of uh, River Road up to, to Gundagai and our road to, um, to Gundagai uh, are likely to be affected in parts as well. I saw um, last night up at um, Bonabadri, there's some water across the road as well. So um, any any road that's next to the river that's low-lying, um, I'd anticipate to be flood-affected. So the smart choice, if you need to go backwards and forwards, would be to take those primary highways through Sturt um, and up through Olympic Highway. Try to avoid moving in through Unoni. Um, uh, Nyoni Bridge. It'll be open today, um, but tomorrow it'll be it'll be shut. As always, one three two five hundred. The number for the SES in if you need help in floods and storms. Triple zero if you are experiencing a life-threatening emergency. And Barry Griffiths, incident controller for the New South Wales SES Southern Southern Zone. Thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thanks, Lee.